That's in the air, this could be out. Thomas underneath it, will he catch it? He's got good hands, he's got him, yes he has. Thomas got him in the deep, having fumbled all night, he's taken the big one. Hello and welcome to Couch Talk. The guest today is India cricketer Ravichandran Ashwin. He talks about the ever-shrinking role of bowlers in T20s, the changing role of spinners in T20s over the last eight years, what it means for a bowler to adapt to various formats in cricket, and goes on to state that T20 is a different sport and is probably not even cricket as we know it. Welcome to the show, Ashwin. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure having you on again. You've bowled in the IPL since 2009 and have mm-hmm. been playing for India since 2010. In the course of those eight years, mm-hmm. How have you seen the role of spinner in the T20 game develop, morph, evolve, um, or change, whatever, for the better or worse? See, I think uh, initially people never gave spinners a chance. They thought spinners would just exist and spinners are just going to be hammered all over the park. And uh, that was quite changed over the last uh, six to seven years of the IPL and even T20 cricket across the globe. Mm-hmm. People started believing uh, in what, T20, what, what the spinners could bring to the table. But uh, I think at this stage, as we as we are speaking now, at this juncture, T20 cricket has uh, changed. We are probably seeing the transition in T20 cricket. So, uh, in the next couple of years, the par scores will be tested. And I have no doubts in my mind that the game has uh, definitely gone on to the next plateau. Uh, could you expand on that? You know, you're saying this is at a crucial juncture where it's going to transform into something else. Could you expand on that, please? See, I think, uh, especially playing in the IPL, Mm -hmm. I feel uh, the ground, having played in Australia, having played in Bangladesh and all that, I think the grounds in India are uh, turning out to be uh, a size where it makes the batsman believe that even a quarter of a decent hit would clear the fence, Mm. which is definitely putting the spinners at a little bit of a risk in terms of the spinners bowling aggressive speeds, aggressive lengths, aggressive lines. If you see whatever has happened, just Amit Mishra's one good spell in Delhi and one good spell of Akshar Patel in this IPL. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, the spinners have pretty much struggled to stay in context with the game. Yeah. It's not been very easy. I mean, me included as well. It's, I, although I haven't gone for a lot many runs, I managed to hold my economy rate. To actually bowl that attacking line or speeds has been a bit of a challenge so far. Hmm. But um, make no mistake, this is... I, as we are speaking, we are standing at a juncture where we will have to definitely grow and evolve with the game. So, I've already planned and decided what next, how, how best a bowler can offer uh, to the game. I see. So, uh, we are going to be tested not as a bowling community, but as a sport. Oh. I think it's, uh, I think I think we are we are going to get into a phase where uh, we definitely have to find a balance. And, I, and as always, I, I found in different formats of the game, that as the bowlers have adapted and evolved, the game has moved forward. So, it's again time that we have to evolve and move forward. Hmm. Uh, could you talk about your own um, journey in this as a spinner from 2009 to 2016 in what your training was, what your uh, preconceptions were when you started off in 2009 and as you… See, when, I start, when I started, the game mm-hmm. was pretty much uh, new. Every, it was new to everybody. So, that was not a big challenge because everybody was getting into it and so people people were brave, people were weren't sure of what they were going to be countered with or what they were going to be thrown at with so it was it was completely new so everybody was taking it as it took and the game has definitely evolved ever since mm-hmm. and uh, i would say i mean when i started i was just just a spinner transforming from first class cricket to one day cricket into t20 cricket 
so there was not much thought process my only intention was to bowl bowl what i knew through it out through it out the tried and error but as always since i started playing i always wanted to possess uh, a threat to the batsman so i always kept evolving and i also also reiterate whatever existence it's not going to be enough. we will have to take take the game forward and we have to definitely try and see what kind of we can post at the end of the day some kind of some kind of threat post it is a batsman will be the only way you can find in the format now Hmm. Um, I want to talk briefly about you know you're a finger spinner um, and there are plenty of wrist spinners. Wrist spinners are considered to be more attacking, so on and so forth. But finger spinners have shown that they're equally effective um, in T20s. Um, how do you see it, the essential difference between the two kinds of spinners? Uh, you know, in terms of wickets taking wickets versus containment. Yeah, I think it doesn't matter if it's a wrist spinner or a finger spinner. I think what's going to be important going forward is the kind of versatility and the kind of adaptability one shows. It doesn't matter if you're a spinner, fast bowler, wrist spinner, left arm spinner, right arm off spinner. It's definitely not going to matter. Hmm. What I think is going to matter is the kind of adaptability and versatility you will bring to the table, and how much you can adapt to the fast-changing pace of the game, and how much you can understand the game, and how much you can live and thrive in the pressure that the game is going to throw out because. This is a very short duration game. It's going to happen over a period of three hours, and probably a bowler is going to be involved only in four overs. Let's just say that twenty minutes of a game, mm-hmm. not even twenty minutes of the game. So, how much you're going to be able to absorb and understand the game, and uh, the scenario and the situation of the game, and try and execute the best possible delivery at that stage without any hindrance or any fear. So, these are all these are all going to boil down into very interesting aspects of this game, which I which I think is going to definitely drive the game forward and. definitely going to take the game forward as well um i'm sorry if i come across as an ignorant guy here uh, ignoramus uh, that when you say adaptability you know and people say that a lot you know uh, to go from one format of the game to another or playing in different conditions what do you mean by adaptability can you explain that please adaptability is uh, anything ranging from uh, different ground conditions to variables to the batsman to what kind of shots the batsman is playing on a particular day what the wicket has to offer and how the batsman is adapted and if you are catching up with the game how you are able to catch up with the game see there are a lot of things you you turn up at a ground you expect the wicket to behave in a certain fashion mm-hmm. it doesn't there are so many variables in this game and it becomes even more important of paramount importance when it comes to t20 cricket because the a single ball a single event can change the course of a game so you stand at the top of your mark knowing or realizing the importance of each and every single ball it is a ball or an over anymore each each ball that is delivered is an event so that in mind uh, the significance of every ball that you deliver in mind if you are able to execute the perfect delivery under pressure that that's all the team is going to look forward to and that is what we talk about being adaptability in this format as far as it goes hmm. um and and i want to continue on the topic uh, one more second uh, which is that when you go from one format to another like from test to t20 or, or test to limited overs limited overs to test and people say that mm-hmm. you know we are all professionals here so we have to adapt um from from various formats conditions uh, grounds etc um so are there habits as a bowler um that you have to unlearn or relearn as you go from one to the other definitely i think uh, from my own perspective the speed that which i bowl for for instance changes from not just one format to another format from one ground to another hmm. the length that you bowl The natural length every bowler hits. 
but you might have to change that link if the ground is smaller. I think with respect to the IPL, it has become increasingly clear that even the spinners will have to bowl short. Hmm. You know, because uh, most of the grounds offer a very, very small straight boundary. So, you, the the thing to actually throw the ball up on a very good batting wicket and try and get the ball to spin is of so much risk against the reward because half a decent hit with the modern day bats is going to clear the boundary and spinners are increasingly starting to bowl short, which means they are taking the straight boundaries away. And uh, when you play test match cricket, you can't bowl short. That is the difference that goes with it. Um, with that in mind. Um how do you evaluate your performance in a game? You know, uh, do you look with respect to the outcomes? You know, in terms of um, very interesting ha- question. <laughs> yeah, uh, or do you evaluate based on you know this is what I had in mind when I had the ball standing at the top of the mark, or is it whether the bowling plans that you had? How do you evaluate your performance in a T20 game? It is it is it is a very interesting question, and I think it's a different difficult uh, one to address as well because. I think most often than not, you can end up with figures of 4 overs or 25 and still not be happy. That's how I am. If I finish with 4 overs, 25, 26, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a very good spell. But I'm always pushing myself. But on the contrary, if you say that's a great spell in a T20 game. So, uh, it becomes uh, that much more of paramount importance to actually uh, assess how well you've executed your plans and what you had taken to the game. And uh, see if you matched up to it so that you can actually uh, create some sort of momentum going into the next game. Because... At the end of the day, after one game is done, it is going into a next game. It's a fresh game. So, you will have to plan differently, plan for a particular batsman. or You, you don't know who you're going to be thrown at in the next game either. So, it's all about how well you've bowled rather than the figures. Sometimes the figures cannot reflect justice to what you've done. I mean, is that even possible? In a, uh, like, for example, uh, you know, you hear during a test matches, uh, you know, commentators might say, uh, you know, oh, that was not a bad delivery at all. It's just the sheer class of the batsman. Right? You I don't think I don't think spectators are the no no like the experts the experts, the experts they say that they say that more often in a test match than in the limited overs but they say oh that was not a bad delivery in fact that was a good delivery but sheer class of the batsman you know hit it for a four six or you know scored any runs off it um, but uh, so you can independent of the outcome you can say you know a bowler bowled a good delivery. Is that possible? I mean, there is, a, like, there, is a, there is a subtle difference with the T20 and the Test match game. The sheer class of a batsman can convert a good delivery in a Test match. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that will happen in a T20 game. I think the viewers and spectators and the experts will have to change their uh, phrase by saying that was sheer power that dealt with that good <laughs> delivery. Because I, I'm afraid the game is shifting there. Uh, a bit of skill and finesse is going mm-hmm. on in the game. And uh, it's becoming a power-oriented game, which is, which is alright. But I mean, the ground sizes needs to definitely be readdressed and the kind of wicket qualities also needs to be readdressed if there needs to be a balance that needs to be stricken. But, I mean, if you don't feel it and it's complete entertainment, then I would completely agree with what's happening. Hmm. So, do you, as a bowler, do you think in your mind, you know what, um, that was a good delivery, I bowled. But, you know, hmm. what happened beyond that wasn't in your control. Do you, I guess, in some ways, uh, convince yourself, or I'm not. That's not the right word, but uh, you know, I guess have some mental peace that you know you did the best you could do. Is there things that you see where uh, or you do that uh, you evaluate and say like I did the best I could? No, I don't. I don't know. It's, it could be very hard. You can't say I did the best and give up on it because if you, if you, if it's gone, might be that you've bowled well and it's still gone for runs. But uh, from the inside, as a, as a very competitive athlete, I think uh, hmm. 
I never think like that. I always think how I can improve on that. What better options I have? Hmm. So the the ultimatum for me is to dismiss the batsman hard, not beat him in the flight. It's gone. Beat him in the flight and you get him out is not the trend anymore. Beat him in the flight and go for a six is probably the trend anymore. <laughs> so it, with that happening, you'll have to push yourself and see what options you have. Hmm. Probably the best ball is not not anymore the best ball. Short, wide, and a shit ball could be the best ball to go from now on. <laughs> so uh, interesting. That, that that's what I'm trying to arrive at, uh, which is that you know. I, I basically think some. I think I basically think six well constructed bad balls could be the way to go forward in T20 cricket. Okay, <laughs> because I was asked, I was trying to find out what is a good ball in T20. You had said about how. Um, especially for spinners, you said bowling short is better now. So, is, can you say like somebody has bowled something, and as as a practitioner, cricket practitioner, can you say that was a good ball, in, despite the outcome, whether he got a wicket or not, or a run, meant for runs? We don't know. But do you say that in a T20? Is that possible to say that? Do you think any of us have it in us to say that a, uh, a six being struck uh, can be said as a good ball, and that that runs out? That's very unfair. Nobody talks like that. Everybody talks in that. That's a great. Sh- he he just uh, floated it up there and went for a six. We never we never see on those lines saying it is a good ball anymore, and it's not unfair because that's the way the game is headed. So we can't really call it unfair. I mean, we can call it unfair if you think it is unfair. Then we can call it unfair, right? <laughs> I'm sure we can, but I mean, this is as I would say. I think Test cricket, One Day cricket, and T20 cricket. We can safely say that T20 cricket is another sport. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, it's probably I mean, it's probably not a uh, part of cricket. <laughs> that that I'm with you on that completely. Um, there is another thing I wanted to talk to you about in terms of the, from the perspective of a bowler. What's in it for a bowler in a T20? Because there is this statistic that Crickinfo uh, and a lot of other people also uh, keep track, which is the control percentage, which is that in a mm. Test match, a batsman is roughly 92 to 95 percent of the time is in control of all the shots he plays, mm. and reduces to like mid 80s in ODIs, and then reduces to 70s, mid 70s in uh, T20s. Roughly three out of four balls, a batsman is uh, in control. One out of four is not in control uh, in a T20, and yet you mm-hmm. know um, if you bowl two balls, uh, if as a bowler if you bowl four out of six balls exactly the way you want, and you miss out on two, you can go for 15, 16 runs and over. You see, definitely you can, and that's what I'm saying. That's why the power component is so huge. I mean, what what's in it for a bowler then? I just think the bowlers need to uh, try and find ways to adapt as as the bowlers move forward, the game moves forward. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. As of now, it seems like a very unfair component. I don't know. If, I don't want to suggest any tweaks that can make it even battlefield or anything like that. But I just think we have to find ways. At the end of the day, I think bowlers are always left with the ways to find because I think that's the way the game moves forward. I mean, there is a historical perspective to it about how cricket has always been a batsman game. The amateurs versus it the is, but it, it has been a batsman's game. It has always been stacked against the bowler. But bowlers have again and again found ways to dismiss batsmen. So, and that's I mean that's probably the balance the bowlers give to the game. Hmm. But the game doesn't give much back to the bowlers. Yeah. So, I mean, you said you're not in favor of any tweaks in the game itself. But would the, would it would it make it fair? Let's say, for example. Um, More, uh, you know, the specialist bowlers getting not just restricted with four overs, but more overs per specialist over, uh, bowlers, or reduce the number of uh, wickets 
that a batting side gets because you know you have <laughs> you have 10 wickets in 20 overs that's not fair at all to a bowler interesting for starters i think i think uh, batsman batting both handed is a problem hmm. because when i when i'm at the start of my mark i definitely tell the batsman that this is what i commit to i keep a 4 5 field or a 5 4 field respect of what i'm going to do mm-hmm. but the batsman once i deliver the ball is free to change hands Mm-hmm. which means i can pull both sides of the wicket and still my wide collision is at the hands of the umpire he interprets what he wants to do mm-hmm. so that itself is a problem i mean there there are there are basic rules that need to be tweaked in the first case which hasn't happened now and uh, i mean i don't know what else can be offered because i don't know who decides on all these things but i definitely think that can, there can be something that can be offered in terms of trying and restoring balance between bat and ball but as a as a existing cricketer i would definitely say that uh, it's it's better that we started finding ways and that's the only way you have to look forward and go forward with things uh, uh, you know in a test match a test match is 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 it's, it's a sport for specialists you know specialist batsman specialist bowler specialist wicket keeper um but and you see there is you know the part timers bowl more in odis and more even more in t20s and there are you know statistics that show that as the length of the game reduces more and more part time is bowl uh, what does it say about the cricketing contest itself uh, within the scope of t20 i mean you said it's a different sport but you know a lot of people may not agree with that or they don't think in those terms just yet so i would like to hear from you as an expert in the area of cricket uh, what is Uh, you know the cricketing contest within T20, if there is any at all. I mean, obviously, batting, bowling, all these things are cricketing context. There is cricketing context to the game. I'm just saying the sport is a different one. It just is. Uh, it just is being. I mean, the parameters that are addressed in this game are completely different to what is being addressed in a one-day or a, you know, or a test match. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, a good test match player can definitely convert into playing a good T20 player. but a good t20 player will never go on to become a good test match player because there is not enough skills that is being addressed in the, in the test match you know people can just come and use a good golf swing and get the ball out of the ground but they can never play a good test match for innings or something like that i mean those are the restrictions and those are the parameters that go to the t20 and test matches but uh, in terms of uh, it being a different sport as i told you before i would still maintain on that because i definitely think you don't you don't do a lot of things that you do in a t20 game in a test match Mm-hmm. and it is very hard to do i mean uh, the wicket conditions are very very different and you can't just keep slogging your way through in a test game or even in a one day game hmm fair enough fair enough um and um, moving forward um like for like for example if you, let's say you're running a team um would you choose a um, specialist bowler that can bat a little bit or you know a specialist batsman that can bowl a little bit because of how the game is structured within the scope of t20 that's exactly what i'm saying that's exactly what i'm saying each and every individual cricketer in this format needs to be able to add value in the other zone if you're a bowler you will be able, you will have to strike the ball out of the ground if you're a batter you should be able to roll your arm over so that's the kind of adaptation and versatility i'm talking about hmm. so uh, in terms of versatility and adaptability in a cricketer is what i would look at if i would look at a bat bowler and say okay can you hold the bat can you strike a couple of balls okay yes i will have you in my team but if you are one dimensional the quality of one dimensional cricketer is definitely going to throw the throw uh, the game apart now uh, okay um just <coughs> last a uh, couple of questions one is um, yeah. i guess bit more situational which is that you know let's say there are a couple of batsmen uh, they have batted together in a t20 game for a few overs 
now basically with the amount of wickets they have in store and the short shortness of the format itself they'll be foolish not mm-hmm. to go try and hit every single ball for a six or get as many runs as possible at that point how do you approach that situation as a bowler um the best the best way to look at it from a bowler's point of view is to dismiss the batsman because the only way you get a small window of relief is by dismissing a batsman if you don't dismiss him and if you just give a single mm-hmm. you'll have to live with it that he'll come back on strike and try and tonk you again so the best way is to try and try and find different ways to get the batsman out and what are the, what are the what is what is the amount extent to which i can use the rules on on the both sides of the wicket to what extent can i drag the batsman out how much of width of the wicket that i can use before i'm being wired all these things are getting into a stage where we are looking at millimeters that are being used by the bowlers in terms of trying to gain any sort of advantage so from there from there on i would just look at trying and dismissing the batsman and try and make sure that i have a small window of relief hmm um and uh, this concept of spells in in uh, you know in test match cricket generally if you're a spinner you're probably bowling 8 to 12 over spells a fast bowler 6 to 8 over spells whereas in t20 it's you know one over maybe if you're lucky you'll get two two back to back i mean it's how do you go about where you know your bowl it's, one it's over it's very simple it's very simple it's very simple you will have to construct every single ball of your spell and you need to expect to be charged at or being i mean slogged after at every possible opportunity so you will have to be holding your guard so basically giving a single is like gold and if you give a dot ball it's like platinum so it's as good as you get hmm. so, all right um i think uh, i've covered pretty much everything that i want to talk to you about um any final right. thoughts from your point of view <laughs> on i think i think i think no, no, cricket like, is a i would like to hear from you uh, no i mean i just think i just think t20 t20 cricket is here to stay mm. there is a lot of possibilities about the game and there is uh, as much as there are challenges to the bowlers i am sure the bowlers will find ways to adapt and i think t20 cricket is a completely different sport uh the percentage of people and teams that realize this and move in that direction will find a early success with this game i think we are in the transition phase people that realize that will also find success soon enough Do you see that um, beyond the uh, teams and franchises, etc., the outside cricket? I mean, people observe the cricket, commentators and fans and writers. Are, are they on mm-hmm. that same bandwagon where they see T20 as a sport, or do you think they're still in the old mindset of seeing T20 as? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I haven't had the opportunity to chat with anyone, or I haven't heard anybody voice that opinion. It's just my belief, and I think it's a completely different sport. And uh, you will find people. fitting the certain kind of parameters and man to man marking and a little bit of the EPL will get into the IPL eventually and uh, T20 cricket will kick on from there and I, i'm i'm pretty sure that's the way it's going to be but uh, i don't know as i as i told you how quickly somebody uh, realizes it and adapts it will find early success and it's, it's all about uh, perception and how people want to see it some people can just choose to be blindfolded to it hmm all right On that note, thank you so much, Ashwin. It was totally fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's in the air. This could be out. Jarvis underneath it. Will he catch it? He's got good hands. He's got him. Yes, he has. Jarvis got him in the deep. Having fumbled all night, he's taken the big one.